Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPM number 30, that's Bayez Panimi, Shear for Men, uh, Shear number 30. Uh, we made a PDF and uh, there's a hundred, about a hundred ways to love your wife in her unique way. Um, it's very encouraged, these are very practical exercises. And even beyond the shiurim that we'll be giving here, we're giving a few shiurim on this, but really each, almost each one of these deserves a shear separately. And on your own, you could take this, and when it's quiet, and when you have time, to look through, read a sentence, think about it, and and try to find ways to practice these things. And you'll see that your marriage will transform. It is impossible that your wife will not be moved by this, feel appreciated by this, and express, ultimately, um, her affection back to you, um, and even if it was difficult, this could really turn a marriage around. And if you really want the marriage to work, and even if she, whether she's responding right now or not responding right, right now, you do this regardless of results, regardless of whether she uh, turns to you or not, and keep at this. And you will see that ultimately the marriage will heal. And so we're going to go through more of these. We're on page 42. And one of them is, to again, to be trustworthy. We, we may have mentioned it the last time. To be trustworthy means that you are honest with her. And when you say you're going to be on time, you, you mean it and you do show up on time. If you commit that you're going to do something, you do something. If something came up that you couldn't, you explain, I was going to do this. This and this is what happened. I believe they had to get to it. This trust level of you saying things of what you're going to do and not do, or that you're going to be there. And and when you, she asks you to do something, again, if it's something that you can't do and you have reasons, then you have a discussion. But when you say yes, okay, don't say okay and that's it, but you do it. And over the time with that, you know, she asks you to come on time for something or please be home on time from work because of this, it's an important appointment or whatever it is. You do everything you can and you become more reliable it builds trust in her, and by her, the trust builds love going forward. It really, really, truly does. Um, that that women, very often, when they feel the trust that you give her, she feels safe. And when she feels safe, she feels loved, and then she could express her love. So to be trustworthy, a loyal husband, and faithful, and being honest with her and keeping your word which means tremendous amount of, of uh, uh, to her. And it's something that will fulfill your need because a need for many men, whether they acknowledge it or not, is to be respected, to have a certain feel, a certain respect. We mentioned in various Urim that there were studies that if you asked, of course, it's best to love and respect your husband or wife. But if you had a choice of only one, to love without respect or respect without love, what would you choose? Fascinating, they did a study and 75% or 80% of men said they would rather be respected than loved and 70 to 80% of women said they would rather be loved than respected. Of course, both are important, not minimizing one over the other, but the respect by a man is very important. Now, the truth is, is they have to be careful, men, that it should not be an ego type of thing. They need to be humble, realize that the respect comes from a Tzalem Kim. 
In other words, if you're at the head of the table, a husband should be at the head of the table, Shabbos, lead the Zmiris, the Devei Taira, and so on and so forth, whatever he does. But it's a, as, or, or be served first, the wife serves, serves him first, whatever it is, but it should not get to his head. Obviously, it needs to be with, he needs to be humble. And then when, if there's a time, a situation where your wife uh, did not um, show that normal respect that she normally would, not to get bent out of shape by it, but to be humble about it and kind and wonder, you know, whatever it is. But nevertheless, the, the respect is very important. And by you respecting her, you know, we said love is more primary. And by respecting her means you trust her you become trustworthy, and also when she asks you something, you take a word seriously. And when you say, okay, my wife needs this, I'm going to make sure to do it, you accommodate, and you're, you, you keep your word in doing what you said you're going to do, then that builds trust in her eyes, and that builds a great amount of respect in her eyes. She will respect you more when you're more trustworthy, and that's a very important point. Another important point is to compliment her often. Compliment her often in all areas of her life. I appreciate you. Thank you for the supper. It was delicious. You look beautiful today. And we're not going to get into it now, but during physical intimacy as well, to really part of the foreplay or afterplay, whatever it is that you do, part of it is using your words, endearing, building her up, making her feel great with not just, you could say about her physical attributes that you feel uh, that you're attracted to her and you love her. You could say you love her no matter what and I love you, your personality, and you really, really express it in a real flowing way. Of course, compliments are a two-sided thing because one needs to be careful if, let's say, in the past there was a manipulation type of thing or, or, you know, it's a cynical joke, but more or less, when a husband starts complimenting the wife, the wife like looks funny at, at, at the husband says, okay, what do you want from me exactly? And these compliments, it's important, need to come not just when it's close to a point to be intimate. Some wives also mention, and it's true, us men sometimes are guilty of this, that it's only in her Torah period or only on nights where there is intimacy or possible physical intimacy that's when we pull, put on the switch and then we pull our attention to making our wife feel good because we hope, hopefully, but we do hope that there'll be a physical intimate connection tonight and by complimenting her and paying attention to her, that will happen, will be more likely to happen. But it's really, really important and a wife will realize this that that and 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 that's why it's important that you don't just do it then you don't just do it in in nights where intimacy is scheduled or intimacy is expected but to compliment her all the time compliment her even and especially when physical intimacy is not um on the table whether it's in the tar period and it's not at the point of a schedule or it's during the day where uh, it's busy right now, and the compliment has obviously not connected to a physical intimate a uh, act, or in the Nida period, especially in the Nida period. This is very, very important. Yes, there are halachas of archakais, and yes, there are halachas also certain, I guess, physical uh, type of words of, of, of that will incite uh, physically uh, 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 um, uh, phys a sexual pull, those type of things 
you know, you have to be careful how you word it in the in the Nida period. It's not so simple. But nevertheless, compliments shower every single day of the Nida period and often. In a way, those compliments have even greater weight. In a way, those compliments are show more genuine um, aspect to it because the wife then feels, she may not express it, but she basically feels, look, here is my husband. He's paying attention to me. He's loving me. He's complimenting me. He's building me up. And right now, it's in the beginning of the Nida period. So obviously, there's no physical intimacy for another week, week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is. And day in and day out, he is attentive. He is her best friend. And he's thank complimenting her on things, complimenting her on how wonderful she is. I saw you did this with the kids. Very, very good. Thank you so much for doing the laundry. You do it the best way, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for doing the shopping. Thank you for buying that thing. I know you see, you know it's my favorite thing, let's say a particular food or whatever it is, and you saw it in the fridge, and she bought it, you know, because she knows you like it. Thank you. Thank you for sending this off of me. It doesn't make a difference how long you're married, how long she's been doing this. You praise her, you build her up, and you compliment her. And it, it, it does grow in results. And this is important, by the way, even if there are bumps in the road, and even if there are flaws that are there, and even if there are things, that issues in marriage that have not yet been resolved, and there are points where that has to be addressed. So we talk about that, about how to address those things. But you don't because there's a problem, should not overshadow, should not overshadow or cover up the need for compliments on the good points of your wife and build it up. And by the way, it's Zelum, it's Mida Kenegad Mida. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showers on you. If you are done like Havschus, you give the, your wife a benefit of the doubt, or you look at her good points and build up her good points and compliment her and make her feel good, this is a nachas ruach to the Shechina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, number one, shower on you the same thing. He will look at you favorably. Even if you have flaws and things you need to correct or things you need to do tshuva for, he will overlook it. And he will overlook, by the way, again, we, the Chazal asked the question, what do you mean overlook? There's other Chazals that say Hashem never look, overlooks anything. The answer to that question is, is that it, what he means that he doesn't overlook anything means so Sharm talks about it, is that he accounts for everything. He does. He sees everything. If, let's say, something did wrong, even the most minutest thing, he does notice it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what it means over here, that overlooking, quote-unquote, in quotes, means that Hashem says, yes, it's there, but I'm going to wait till he does chuv on it, and then I can wipe off this thing altogether, give you time to correct it, and then it'll be wiped uh, clean altogether, that type of overlooking Hashem does all the time. So it's a just, uh, on a side, it's a very important point where one can't be complacent when they're doing something wrong and say, oh, Hashem, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll, he's a Rachman, he'll, yes, he is a Rachman, but, and, and, but, but Hashem says, I am a Rachman, and I overlook, quote-unquote, overlook things, but I don't, but I do it for kindness to you to allow yourself time and I'm patient with you to make those corrections, at least head in that direction. If you don't, then he's talking not mevater, because he's not mevater anything in that sense. But the idea, though, is, is that if you take it the right way, and, and, and despite your flaws, you're working on it, Hashem will overlook it. Hashem will be patient with you.
And the more you conduct yourself this way with your wife, that despite her flaws, never say she doesn't deserve the compliment. There's a problem with a particular thing. You'll work on it. You'll see how to handle it. And we talked in many other shiurim how to go about those things. But you nevertheless don't take away that point of the compliments that she does deserve, that she needs to hear, and whether she admits it or not. And again, some women are um, emotionally, you know, they're attuned to it and they love those compliments. Some may not seem that way. There are some that are more intellectually oriented or maybe tougher minded or like business types, powerhouses, where it may seem that they don't like compliments or they brush it off. Now, again, you know, you, you, to lay it on thick, you know, and they don't like that sometimes. Okay, so you work out a balance based on your wife's personality. So with some personalities, they don't like you to be overflowing in your words, but you need to recognize it regardless. You, you know her personality. She doesn't like long, uh, mushy uh, uh, accolades, whatever, uh, poetry and things like that. But nevertheless, then you say it in a short way, you know, but you say, you know, thank you so much. You were great that you do say, no matter what, no matter what personality she's like, she feels good whether she wants to admit it to you or not. The next one is to be creative when you express your love, either in words or in actions. This is something that we all have the ability to do. Uh, it's beautiful to say, I love you, or I appreciate you, or thank you. you. need to do that all the time, no question. But if there's ways to express your love creatively, if someone, let's say, has a poetic uh, side to them, and they write a certain poem, doesn't have to be perfect, but a rhyming thing, let's say, or whatever it is, and you write a note, and you put it on your wife's pillow, or put it in the thing, so she sees it, she reads it. I think, it, it, uh, again, a men... It's hard for a lot of us to do this because we feel it's a girlish thing to do, to write poems, to express love, to be soft, to be vulnerable. It's not generally a man's world. It's not generally a man's world, both in the secular world, in business and things like that. It's not in the man's world, even in the from world. You know, they're, they're established, they're Talmud Chacham, they're, they're, they're businessmen, or whatever it is. So, and they have that more respected, high esteem type of a, a look to them. And to, they feel it's a lowering of themselves when they become, uh, I don't know, you call it mushy, or you call it like over-sentimental, and they get annoyed at it, and they feel weak by doing that. But again, we said this many, many times. The whole world, you could be your basic personality, and fine. With your wife, there has to be a softness. Even if you're a tougher personality, even if you're a powerhouse, even if you felt, you know, as a child. So that softer, vulnerable part of yourself needs to be expressed to your wife. And if you could express your love in words or in actions in, 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 in creative ways, where it's different every time, by writing some creative type of words, or you see cards that are in the, in the, in the, in the store and, and one fits your wife beautifully and you write and then you write a few notes with it in your actions, in the way you do things, whatever it is, you be creative. There's a hischachas. You know, this is lahavdal, it's, and it's really not a lahavdal. By Torah also, very often you try to give a nachas ruach Hashem in your own unique way in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and, and doing something special for Hashem, Lekavit Shabbos, Lekavit Yantiv, or any given day to shakar satayv to Hashem. You do this, the same thing for your wife. Um, and and whatever it may be, you know, 
something special for her or saying, you know, out of the blue, you know she desires something and uh, whatever it is. Or she said once, this is her favorite color uh, or she loves this particular flower. She loves this particular flower. She never asked you to get that flower for Shabbos or whatever it is. She never met, but she said she really, that flower, oh, that's a beautiful thing. You hop what she says, then you do what you can to try to get that particular flower and you give it to her, the cover Shabbos and, 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 or, or just Amazai to express your love to her. So this creativity of it, expressing your emotions and your thoughts to her in creative ways to express your love is something that goes a very, very long way. He writes also have specific family goals for each year, and that is a, a, a combined thing. I think people talk about it a lot, El and Rosh Hashanah time, but you could talk about it before every Rosh Chaydish. You could talk about it when you're talking together about what, um, let's say the both of you, she feels, for example, that we need more family time, or we need to spend more time with the children, or we need to do things together with them, and you, or, or whatever it is, or in, in Ruchnius to improve on this particular thing and to make these goals, and also find healthy ways to establish these goals. So, for example, if, let's say, um, people, you want to get your family, your children, and teach them to talk nicer to each other, be more respectful to each other, you discuss it with one another, and you figure out a way to give it to your kids. Sometimes with little kids, you need a little bit of a reward system on it. And you say, this is our companion in this house. We're going to do our best to only speak Lush and Taiv on people. Look at the good side of things. Or to say thank you. Or to express a Karasa Taiv. Or a Kiddush Hashem thing. I remember in camp, one of the camps was very nice. In a way, it seemed, um, it was based on an honesty. So, uh, you, know, you know, sometimes the kid may have exaggerated. But it was sort of like a Kiddush Hashem box. They did this, especially in the nine days. That if you did something special for your friend, to write it down mention your name, sometimes anonymously, that you went out of your way to help a particular fellow camper, and they used to read it out about something that very nice things that one did for the other during that period, and, and he praised them for it. And, and the b- bottom line is, yes, okay, you may have had some wise guys that just wrote up, made up stories. Could have been, could have been. But there were definitely, definitely very legitimate, real uh, um, relating of those things. And, and it made people feel good. It made them motivated to behave better towards one another. So if part of the family goals is to help your children get to that level, you both creatively um, work on those ideas. The next thing, let her buy things that she considers necessary. This is very important, especially if you have a budget that Baruch Hashem, you could afford it. You find things that she really feels she needs. You may not think she, she needs it, but if she feels she needs it, um, you know, whatever, uh, then, then, then you, you buy it for her, um, and whatever, whatever it is, uh, 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 something nice, a nice, uh, uh, you know, the challah cover is worn. We've had it for years. I want to buy a new, beautiful challah cover or whatever it is, you know, great idea, you know, get it, challah kavod, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, the dishes, you have had the same set of dishes for for several years already, and some are already cracked, and whatever it is, or they're worn, and 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 you know, I I think Lakavit Chavez, we need another set. Let her buy it again with a budget. We had different shiurim on budgets, and then finally, we'll end off with this: be forgiving when she offends you. This is very very important. Be forgiving when she offends you. Very often, I'm I'm telling you, this works. This works very often. Um, that when um, a, a wife was particularly harsh, 
and you are quiet about it or you, you know, you forgive her right away and, and you forgive her right away and you talk to her in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a loving way, you still do those compliments like we said before and you don't deviate from that, very, very often, very, very often she'll catch herself and she says, you know, I'm sorry, I realize that, that, that I, that I, that I um, you know, hurt you and, and I'm, I'm very sorry about it. Very often, a lot of times this happens where sometimes a wife loses herself and in front of the children says something harsh to you. And if you don't, you're smart. And again, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But if you hold yourself back and you don't respond in kind and you're calmly either quiet or talk in a soft way back in a nice way, first of all, it's the biggest Kiddush Hashem that your kids are the lesson for your kids by seeing that you are giving them a gem. You are giving them nitzrius. You are giving them a tool. When if it shouldn't happen, but if your wife does uh, uh, speak harshly to you or critical of you in front of the children, they're watching the way you react. And if they see you react in the positive way and talk back softly and sort of navigate around it, you know, they will respect that, and over years they will remember that, and, and th- their respect for you will increase, you know, unbelievably. Now, if this is a continuous habit with a wife, then, you know, then there has to be discussions, and maybe going to a third party, discussing this type of thing, okay? That's a separate issue, okay? I'm not acknowledging that if a behavior like that is ongoing, there's some things that need to be worked on. But if it's not an ongoing habit, but it come, happens from time to time, then by her, him forgiving her and by him still giving the compliments, very often she will catch herself and then she will shower back at you. She will hop herself and she'll realize, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I realized this and in front of the kids or whatever it is. And then in a quiet moment, it could die to talk to each other about that, um, about how to be careful in the way we talk to each other generally, whether the kids are there or not, but especially when they are there. and to, to, Because it's the greatest and biggest chinech. And remember, the, a, a good marriage, getting along with your wife, is one of the greatest chasadim you could give for all your children. It is one of the greatest chasadim to give all your children. If you're kind and forgiving to your wife and that your marriage is good and strong, that is the biggest bracha you could give to your children. Brauchen Herzlachen.